everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic Can't Hardly Wait, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And we're at minute 73, which begins with William saying, come on, again, to Mike, and Mike responding, I'm a loser. And it goes through Denise saying, all right, but the goggles. <laughs> Uh, this is the advent of uh, maybe the cutest scene in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is also maybe top five cutest scene of the movie to start. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mike has been secretly or not so secretly having a nerve, like a panic attack, nervous breakdown. Not in the actual can't breathe, think I'm having a heart attack way, but in like a teen comedy way. Like Yeah. And I guess an existential crisis sort of deal. Yeah, Mike is suddenly realizing <laughs> that being Mike Dexter will not carry him beyond high school. I just realized that it's basically like, I wish that this movie was made in like 2001. Because it would have been like 90s high school guy realizes that being a 90s high school guy in the 2000s is not a thing anymore. <laughs> it's not anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> The Prestons shall inherit the earth. Yep. Um, whether we like it or not. Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> um, so then he uh, basically uh, goes to, he gives William a, an embrace. Yeah. They embrace and he sort of cries on his shoulder. Um, and a new song starts playing. Yep. And it is Boys to Men, I'll Make Love to You. Mm-hmm. Which was the first time I ever heard of a song. It's a, 19, a song from 1994, which was right when I was understanding that there are different songs on the radio and like I can have opinions about them and not just like, I don't know, whatever's on. Yeah. Um, it was the first time I was like, can they say that? Also, isn't this a little like unsubtle? Are they allowed <laughs> to just be like, let's do sex now? Like... <laughs> That was and the original title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's do sex now. Yeah. <laughs> and the answer is uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, they are allowed to do that. <laughs> exactly. They're boys to men. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, boys to men uh, were on the Motown label, and this was a number one hit single written by Babyface, noted Fall Out Boy producer Babyface. Mm-hmm. Um, it spent 14 weeks uh, on the Billboard Hot 100, and it was the third best for- performing song of the 90s. That's um, of the entire decade. Yeah. That's really impressive yeah um it was nominated for a grammy for best r&b performance by a duo or group with vocals no it won that it won the grammy for best r&b performance by a duo or group with vocals and now you're going to hear why i had such a confused sound in my voice (laughs) um it was nominated for record of the year uh but it lost to cheryl crow's all i want to do which is also a great song Mm -hmm. um i was confused because i was like Cheryl Crow was in the R&B performance by a duo or group? <laughs> there are several things wrong with that, Grammy <laughs> Academy. <laughs> so uh, I was happy to, to reread and actually read uh, what I wrote. Yes. What Do you know what the uh, number one and number two for the... You said it was like the third most popular for the decade? Uh, let me look that up real quick. I feel like one of them's got to be... Off of Mariah Carey's fantasy, but maybe not. Let's see. No one. I might say that one of them has to be Mariah Carey's fantasy only because that was one of the few 
albums that I know from the 90s that were like pop music and not like a genre specific enough that they would not have been above this song. Right. It, I mean, if if there was a song from um, Fantasy, I would guess that it would be um, uh, One Sweet Day. Yeah. I was yeah. I had to sing the I was starting to sing the chorus in my head uh, yeah. because I couldn't get there uh, faster. Hold on one sec. I that was also with Boys to Men, wasn't it? It was actually with Boys to Men. Correct. That uh, hadn't occurred to me. One Sweet Day and Macarena. Uh, oh, yeah. One Sweet Day was number one. Mm-hmm. Number one Sweet Day, Macarena, the Bayside Boys mix, aka the one you've heard. Uh, <laughs> I'll Make Love to You, Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton, and Candle in the Wind 1987 slash Something About the Way You Look Tonight by Elton John. Okay. Those are the top five. All right. So. Weirdly, <sighs> I actually know all of those. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, Which yeah. Well, I say, kid. I, yeah, I say weirdly, but I mean, if you know me, it's really <laughs> a little bit weird that I know all five of those songs. <laughs> that's, I guess that's true. I suppose that's like, true. Like, not just have heard of them, but could probably sing along to the majority of the song. Yeah. I own the single of One Sweet Day, which I mention absolutely every single time the song comes up in any, in any context. Oh, good. Yeah. I love that song. Anyways. It's a good song. It, ah, it's so good. So, uh... It was number three on the 90s decade end and number 22 on the all-time Hot 100. So that goes back to 1958, I think. Um, and this is number 22 on that chart. Wow. So, yeah. Mike breaks down and tells William how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, I mean, yes. he talks about how, like, his friends are backing out on the plan. And yeah. he broke up with the hottest girl in school. And some got, somebody... In the other room, called him a slur word. Right, right. And uh, I said the homoeroticism is played for laughs here, but I still sort of ship it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, I do too. Super cute. Poor William does not know what to do. No. When Mike hugs him and then kind of pulls back to switch shoulders. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the part. I hope that I hope that was a Fashionelli original because like that is hilarious. Well, and it it was a weird pullback because it's not like Mike realized this is a weird thing that I'm doing and I'm making this guy uncomfortable. I'll stop kind of pullback. Yeah. It yeah. was more like, I think the other shoulder would be more comfortable. Right. Well, and it, it reminds me of uh, there's a Friends episode with Susan Sarandon where she's teaching Joey how to play her on a soap opera. It's a long story. And I remember that. One, <laughs> one of the things is she's like, always kiss this way. So that your face is to the camera. Mm-hmm. And like it feels like a very hug equivalent of that, where it's like, I'm on the shoulder. Oh, I'm upstage. Okay, and Yeah. You know, move downstage on the downstage shoulder. Yeah. The DSS. Um that it feels sort of like a, a diva sort of move, like, oh no, camera shoulder. Um, yeah. Which but like I don't know. It it almost makes me wonder why they kept that take. Yeah. <laughs> because it does look just so weird and awkward. Yeah. But maybe that's why they kept that take. Uh, yeah. Because oh. poor William is just like, uh, he's like, <laughs> he's like standing with his arms, like kind of awkwardly out. And then he just doesn't know how to deal with it and kind of settles for like a pat, like yeah. an awkward pat on the back. There, there. Yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, and I try and put myself in William's shoes where, like, the person that's been meanest to me is now sobbing on me. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
you know, at another time, if you'd presented with this scenario, you'd be like, well, yeah, I'd let him fall to the ground and laugh as he cries. But like in, in an actual honest situation, you'd be like, I don't know what to do right now. Right. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do the cruel thing because look at him. Right. But, and also, ugh. I'm not that person. Exactly. I, it turns out I'm not actually that person. Yeah. Yeah. So we leave this uh, this scene with uh, Mike crying on William. Mm-hmm. And we cut up to the bathroom. Yep. Where Kenny and Denise are singing another pop song. Mm-hmm. Um from when we were in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is New Kids on the Block, uh, The Right Stuff, or You Got It, parentheses, The the Right Stuff, uh, which they changed because... Uh, they changed on the single because Vanessa Williams had a, a song called The Right Stuff, which was doing very well oh, earlier okay. in the year. So on the album, uh, Hangin' Tough... It's called The Right Stuff, but the single has a, a, the You Got It part. Okay. Uh, it's a 1988 single from New Kids on the Block. The lead vocals were sung by Jordan Knight and Donnie Wahlberg. Um, it was the second single from Hangin' Tough. It peaked at number three on the Hot 100 Singles Chart in early 1989, and it topped the UK charts in November of 1989. Okay. Um, and then they recorded a song. I think I think we discovered that they, they recorded a version in Spanish called Authentica, which peaked at number 11 in Spain. Okay. Um, that sounds vaguely it, familiar. It cracks me up to think of their the new kids on the block equivalent of Mr. White from That Thing You Do. Picture Tom Hanks in a suit with bigger shoulders, I guess. <laughs> um, being like, you're going to record the right stuff in Spanish. <laughs> yep. It's called Authentica, and I did the translation because that's a secret passion of mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, okay. Senor Blanco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's it the fact that like pop groups actually did that kind of thing. Yeah. Is is wild to me, but it makes sense. Yeah. Although I don't, I guess they don't really do that anymore. You just have the song in English if it's in English, or in Spanish if it's in Spanish, and it's yeah. just like that's just it. And people singing along where that's not their native language just learn to sing the song in. The language that it's performed in, yeah, or yeah. make the make the sounds and not know what the uh, what the words are. Well, yeah, that was what I meant yeah. by yeah. sing the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, they are singing along to that. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> that was a journey oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. you just went on. <laughs> okay, so here's what I here's what happened. Uh, the song can be heard in the 1989 film The Wizard, uh, which is a Basically, a Nintendo mm-hmm. vehicle uh, starring Jenny Lewis of Rilo Kiley and Fred Savage, mm-hmm. and another child. It had a think... less from. Oh yeah, less. In it, yeah, right? yeah. I was like, I was picturing when I was like, where do I know that kid? Luke from? Edwards. Right, Luke Edwards, name? exactly. Um, and so when I read that, I read it as The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, the 1989. Oh, so it's The Wiz, which is the you know the uh, black version like right. it's like a uh, version of, of that michael jackson was in yeah and i was like wait a minute hang or uh the right stuff by new kids on the block was in the whiz nope and then i read my thing and i was like oh the wizard got it yes um and then 
1982, Weirdo Yankovic parodied the song on his Off the Deep End album as The White Stuff, mm-hmm. a loving ode to the white filling in Oreo cookies. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it ranked on num- as number 92 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 80s. Okay. So uh, that is what Kenny and Denise are singing. In 1998, they're 18. So 1998, so they would have been 10-ish when this was out. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we cut into the bathroom and Denise is wearing like one of those gel spa masks mm-hmm. that I guess there's, they're meant for like hot or cold and they've got like the eye cutouts. So my dad right. used to have one that he would keep in the fridge, um, for when he would get headaches. Right, right, right. And I don't, it's weird to me that she has found this thing and put it on her face given that this is not her bathroom. right. But I don't, I can't explain why she would be like, oh, here's a thing in a stranger's bathroom. I should put it on my face. I always, until we recorded the first edition of Minute 73, I had always assumed that it was part of Kenny's sex backpack, and I don't know why. Well, because it's a random thing that Kenny would probably (laughs) be like, hey, this is a sexy thing, right? I, I think that, like... Teenage James was like, that's a kink that I don't know about. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, it's just migraine relief. (laughs) (laughs) Getting rid of my headaches is my kink. (laughs) Man, though, if you've ever had a migraine. (laughs) (laughs) You are not alone. I think they're Um, probably actually designed for, like, depuffing the eye area. Right, that makes sense. But, you know, I I first knew them as for headaches it always did seem weird to me that my dad would have a headache and put cold on his face Mm. but now that i have gotten older and dealt with migraines myself there are weird things that help that should not help right yeah the human body am i right yep i have a friend who swears by warm flat coke like coca-cola warm and flat i'm sorry i just really want to explore the idea of warm flat cocaine (laughs) (laughs) I don't know enough about cocaine to know. Just like tablets, like like a lozenge. <laughs> you just suck on it. A slightly Ew. warmed lozenge Ew. of cocaine. Gross. <laughs> this is no. This works at all. No, no. Uh, That's awful. So then they start. Uh, oh, Denise has. Oh, see, and in my notes, I have Denise has a mask, presumably from the sex backpack, uh, which. Honestly, then, if it was from the sex backpack, it would be less weird because right, because correct. then nobody else would have worn it and it would have belonged to the person that she is currently hanging out with. And But it does, what Kenny is doing actually does uh, sort of push forth the idea that they have scoured the bathroom, so to speak, for stuff to use as props because he uh-huh. is singing into a back scrubber. Yeah. Which is gross, but it's not a toilet wand, so it's not as gross as it could be. True. <laughs> yeah, bold bold choices on Kenny mm. and Denise's parts of uh-huh. other people's belongings to put near their faces. So true. So true. Now, would it, it would have been less weird if Kenny had been singing into a hairbrush, right? Correct. 100% correct. Even yes. though that presumably has somebody else's hair in it. It's a normal thing to use as a pretend microphone. So it's a little less weird, right? Right. And 
for for some reason something that goes on your face and something that goes through your hair the through your hair thing feels less gross to me and i don't know why but yeah maybe it's because it's established in pop culture as a viable microphone stand-in yeah Hmm. also i feel like it might smell good the hairbrush which helps yeah it could smell good maybe guess it depends whose hairbrush it is in, hey, in James's smell memory of uh, women's girls' hair <laughs> Girl in the hair. 1990s, it all smells good. So. Oh, well, that's right. I forgot it was the 90s, so it definitely smelled like Bath and Body Works cucumber melon. Correct. Cucumber melon is the correct answer <laughs> to how girls' hair smells, not only in the 90s, but always, even though I know that that's not true. Fair. <laughs> Hey, James, is it a girl you have a crush on? It is. Does her hair smell? Yep, it sure does. Does it actually? No. No, no it doesn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so then then, it, then comes the uh, the roast of each other's fashion. Uh, yes. Um, which starts with basically uh, Kenny being like, I can't believe we liked New Kids on the Block so much. I don't or something. It, it's it, somehow it comes up that Kenny had acid wash jeans with deliberate rips in them because right. of New Kids on the Block, and Denise is mocking him for this. She said he was a fashion victim from the womb, which is a, a sick burn. Right. To which he um, responds, "I've gotten better since then." Right. So I I took some notes on acid wash jeans. Okay. Acid wash jeans. I'm going to take another take of that. Um. So. It is denim washed with pumice stones and chlorine until it is bleached almost white. Okay. Um, California surfers and members of the 1960s counterculture prized Levi's 501 jeans uh, and other jeans that had been bleached by the salt water due to their authentic lived-in appearance. Um, as natural wear took weeks or even months, it was not uncommon to hang a few new pairs of jeans to fade in the sun, then turn them over to fade the other side. That's like what posers did, I guess. Yeah. Um, for many surfers, this process simply took too long, so they sped up the process by soaking the jeans in diluted bleach and some beach sand. Simple chlorine be- bleach and muriatic acid were readily available at the time and still are. So oh, that's a helpful. So if you want to make your own acid wash yeah. jeans, you can. As they were used to sterilize swimming pools, so that's something you put near your genitals. Um, so then in the section called mainstream popularity, it says during the early '80s, skinheads and punk rockers would splatter beat batter bleach on their jeans and battle jackets for a modeled effect similar to camouflage um and i believe i told a story about uh when i dyed my hair with the dye kit that you got me for my 18th birthday uh wearing my sublime t-shirt while putting bleach in my hair and then i went to rinse the bleach rinse the bleach out and spattered bleach all over my sublime shirt and it completely ruined it because i think it was maybe not dilute enough Mm mm-hmm but it could have been a cool punk rock look. It could um, have been. In the 1980s. This was, this was 2001. So, yeah. Too late. You know? um, the early faded look known as Snow Wash tended to retain the original dark blue dye around the seams and waistband. Um, and then, so one of the early, fir- one of the first companies to sell pre-washed jeans uh, was Guess in 1981. Okay. Uh, despite its association with punk fashion, however, the faded effect was copied by many individuals not associated with the subculture who dipped their jeans in diluted bleach and embellished them with metal studs, embroidery, and rhinestones, which is... Whew. Um, then, let's see. <laughs> Hold on one sec. I got... Is now a uh, good time to admit that I did have rhinestone-studded acid wash jeans 
in the 80s. I, now, I was like I seven. Can't think of a, I can't think of a more perfect time okay. for sure. <laughs> then yeah. when you have just said woof. <laughs> I still will say woof. Or ish or whatever you said. Yeah. I, 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 I think is what I said. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Auga is what I said. Um, yep, definitely no, that. But, you know, the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Aaron, you were a fashion victim from the womb. <laughs> hey, I've gotten better since then. <laughs> I guess. Let's, eh. I mean, I'm <laughs> sitting here in pajamas, which is what I typically record in. And these days, what I typically am always in. <laughs> so... So basically, then it went to um, hard rock, outlaw country, and heavy metal in the late 80s, um, like glam metal bands and stuff. Um, then basically, grunge, grunge ruined that as it ruined uh, hair metal, uh, and then uh, the, the shades of, of denim that were popular in the 90s were uh, darker, uh, associated with hardcore punk and hip-hop fashion. Okay. Then Acid Wash Jeans made a comeback in the late 2000s among teenage girls due to a revival of 1980s and 1990s fashion that continued into the 2010s. Um, and then I have one little note about built-in rips. Uh, ripping or distressing of jeans, though also arising naturally as a result of wear and tear, is sometimes deliberately performed by suppliers with distressed clothing sometimes selling for more than a non-distressed pair. For example, Poochie, which you assured me last time was an actual um, brand. Um, did sold I? In, I'm sure I, I did. Yeah, you were like, I was like, Poochie, is that real? And you're like, yep. So maybe you're just yes-ending fashion. I may but, have uh, been, or it's, I mean, we know how my brain works. It's entirely yeah. possible that at that moment, I thought I had heard of it. And now I'm like, nope, we already recorded this episode. All of the things we talked about have gone out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Gucci with a P? I don't know. Um, they sold embellished mid-rise boyfriend jeans for 600 pounds. Which was the equivalent of eight hundred and sixty U.S. dollars. That's uh, just at, at the time. That's so many dollars. Yeah, and pounds. And I don't know when that was, but back then it was too much. So now I have to imagine it would be just far too much. Yep. Um. So then, uh, he says, "Hey," uh, she says, basically, "We'll look at your pants now." Yeah, she said you could fit a. F- She's. He says, "I've gotten better since then." She says, "Yeah, if you need to fit a family of five in your pants." <laughs> And he says, hey, these are cool. And that is apparently a successful enough defense that she's like, all right, but your shoes. No, goggles. Go- your, sorry, your goggles. Right, right. Yes. And that is where I believe the minute ends. Yes. Um, yes. Tomorrow we'll get into footwear. Right. Right, right, right. Tomorrow's all about the feet. Gross. <laughs> well, hey, Aaron, do you want to get us into social media? Oh, boy, do I. Okay. Social media. So- <laughs> Toshal <Toshophedia? laughs> Aaron oh Aaron's left the call oh. <laughs> She has actually left the call And she's calling me back Hold on a sec <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to answer it I was trying to hang up When you said oh Aaron's left the call <laughs> <laughs> you had a you had a, I'm hanging up now face. Yeah, I was clicking and waiting for it to register that I had just done that. So, yep. <laughs> Once again, be brain. <laughs> so we are on Twitter as a podcast at je underscore minute movies, but individually, I can be found at unabashedly Aaron. 
And I'm Matt, Unabashed James. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network, which has a Twitch channel that has been pretty active during this whole pandemic thing. Um, mm-hmm. It can be found at twitch.tv slash the Scavengers Network. And there are often things happening. I think Dan and Beth are still playing Persona, one of the Personas, five, I think. I think that I thought I saw four recently. Maybe it's four. I don't remember. I don't know the difference between the personas. Well, so... the, the the Persona Five is one more. One right, more right, right. True, but in terms of like what they look like and stuff, I don't know the difference. I don't. I don't know games. Me neither. High five. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Morgan and I are still doing our date night streams on Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. What game are you playing currently? We are currently playing Arcade Spirits, and we okay. will be for a bit longer. Um, okay. And then Kyle and Tracy and I are doing The Last of Us every other Wednesday. You're doing Last of Us Part 2, right? Last of Us Part 2, yes. That was named, we just got a subscription to Entertainment Weekly with Lila's uh, Girl Scout stuff, and we mm-hmm. got our first issue this week. And it was like a year-end thing, and Last of Us Part Two was named like the best video game of the year. Yeah, it it cleaned up, and it really is yeah. just an absolutely amazing game. It makes me angry and delighted, and just all sorts of things. Like um, me, mm-hmm, exactly. I'm I'm like the Last of Us Part Two of people. You are. You know what? That's a pretty <laughs> ringing endorsement. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know, I'll take it. <laughs> so yeah, and there's there's a bunch of other awesome stuff i think there's a new version of human fall flat coming out that colin and mason are going to be playing pretty soon but i might be wrong about that because colin's going back to school so or he's he's back in school but he's physically going back to yeah school like moving and halfway across the country so yeah destroying school he's actually doing great at school he's doing so very very proud so proud of him yeah yeah he's a good little college boy yeah he is (laughs) <laughs> um so yeah so twitch.tv slash the scavengers network uh pretty much ev- most evenings there is something happening so check yeah. us out yeah and i think that's it for this episode we yeah. have gone quite long on this episode Ooh, uh, yeah. we have spent much time talking and now we need to go spend more time talking and time is honeys go foot dogs Footlongs. James. That's a hot dog thing. Go hot dogs. Grumble. The Scavengers Network. Creator driven. Community focused. Treasured content.